Good day, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Quirks of the Human Brain. I'm your host, Kavita Tripuranani, and today we will be diving into a topic that I find to be very interesting. Few things around us have the ability to alter the human brain because of its complexity, yet something as simple as music has the ability to do so. Crazy, right? Music is typically thought of as a pastime, so learning about its impact can be shocking. I was first introduced to this topic when I joined band in the fourth grade. Since then, all of my band teachers have preached the importance of continuing to play music because of the benefits it has on your brain. Let's take a closer look at exactly how music is able to affect the brain in so many positive ways. Who knows? After this, maybe you'll even take up playing the piano. While music itself is already appealing to most people, its scientifically proven benefits are an added bonus. Music has been proven to lift people's mood, particularly when it fits their own preferences. It does this by activating brain structures that are connected to a positive mood. A study co-authored by Kim Ines, professor of epidemiology at West Virginia University's School of Public Health, revealed that music and meditation were comparable in terms of maintaining one's well-being and keeping stress levels down. Between meditating and listening to music, the latter seems to be the most appealing because it requires much less effort. Of course, only specific kinds of music can perform this way. Music with a fast tempo and short, quick notes can induce feelings of aggravation or unrest, as found by a 2015 study from Finland. In correlation with this information, a 2011 study conducted in Portugal proved that listeners exposed to music that they were familiar with had more positive reactions than those who listened to music they had never heard. Scientists and doctors have found a way to utilize these effects. I'm sure most of you have heard of the term music therapy. But what exactly does it entail? A 2017 study on the neuroscience of music describes it as non-invasive, meaning that there is no disturbance to the body's tissue or cells. Even so, it is still able to stimulate the brain and bring about the wanted outcome. The main component that is able to do this is the rhythm of the music. Individualized to each patient through multiple trials, a specific tempo and beat is fitted to evoke specific emotions. This kind of therapy is commonly used for patients with mood disorders, epilepsy, autism spectrum disorders, Alzheimer's disease, and other neuropsychiatric disorders. Not only is music therapy much more relaxed, but it is also extremely cost-effective. Now that I've got you hooked, let's take a look at a more scientific explanation for the brain's relationship with music. Several studies have been conducted to see how the human brain physically reacts to music. In a 2014 study led by Jonathan Burdett, a neurodiologist at Wake Forest Baptist Medical Center, a series of functional magnetic resonance imaging, or fMRI, scans showed that when someone listened to a song that they liked, it produced a bigger impact on a brain circuit called the default mode network, or DMN, which is related to thought and empathy. When the same people listened to songs that they disliked, the same circuit had a much weaker connection. In a journal article from the Music Educators Journal, Dr. Valerie Reynolds, a neuroscientist and violinist, and Dr. Stephen Reynolds, a cognitive psychologist, singer, and guitarist, a similar study is discussed. 
researchers played music that the listener enjoyed and then music that they didn't to compare the reactions in the DMN. The results lined up with those of the study I explained moments ago. When the person was listening to music that they liked, the researchers saw increased connectivity between the DMN and the frontal part of the brain. So it is not the type of music that invokes a certain reaction, but rather the individual preference that determines how the brain will respond. As Dr. Burdett states, There are probably some features in music that make you feel a certain way, but it's your experience with it that is even more important. So far, all I've talked about is how the brain responds to hearing music. But what if we went even further? What results would be found in the brain if music was not only being heard, but actively played? The brain of a musically experienced person is quite different from that of a person who does not regularly engage in playing or making music. In another study that Dr. Burdeck participated in, it was found that trained music conductors are more skilled at utilizing auditory and visual clues around them. This is because they have to analyze complex music pieces, and naturally, this trains them to become more sensitive to certain sounds and sights. I myself have come to meet and know many musicians in my life, as I am one too. I spoke to a good friend of mine, Haley Joe, who has been playing piano for 10 years. Um, uh-huh. How much of an impact do you think playing piano has had on the way you think, just from like your own observations? So something I've noticed from piano and just um, music in general is it's very pattern. It it's very pattern sensitive. So there's a lot of patterns that you're real, whether you realize or not, but like subconsciously your brain is constantly making notes of like patterns that you see. And I think that pattern recognition has really helped me in classes like math and Spanish, which is my language, because those two classes are also very pattern based subjects. So music I think has helps me with that in a sense. And also, I do choir, so singing is also another part of my musicality, I would say. And piano has definitely taught me everything I know about music, so in choir, I'm able to understand the music a lot better. So I feel like learning piano has just been a really good basis and foundation for learning and being um, adept at other subjects in school, which is really cool. At only 15... Haley is a very experienced person when it comes to music, as she can play an instrument and is a part of her school's choir. Even though she doesn't have a neuroscience background, her personal experience definitely speaks for itself. Angela Hampton, a musical director at Floyd Central High School, used several findings on brain research to convey why the brain of a musician is so different. She concluded that by creating music, the connection between brain cells becomes stronger. This is extremely interesting, because normally, these connections tend to naturally weaken with age. And of course, the most significant difference between musicians and non-musicians. The constant use of both sides of the brain rather than just one half. This is what strengthens the memory of a musician, because they have more clues that they can identify certain memory by, like sounds emotions, and even smells. Therefore, they have a significantly easier time pulling up a memory and being able to explain it in detail. 
So in conclusion, musicians rock. No pun intended. That was a lot of information, right? Well, what can we take away from all of this? Music clearly has a very strong influence on our brains, and even physically alters it. But listening to music isn't enough. To get all of the benefits, you have to go and pick up an instrument yourself. I hope you leave today with a new perspective on music, and maybe this will even encourage you to try out playing an instrument or writing a song of your own. I sincerely thank you again for listening, and hope to have you back in the near future. <laughs>